Life's soundtrack can feel a bit like... But you can still change the station. With Delta Airlines, you can turn your soundtrack into a global chorus. Delta. Keep climbing. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses. But how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica. Welcome back, everybody. And today, our show is focused on something we call the seller tsunami, or baby boomers coming to the market. We all know that the baby boomers is the largest generation in America right now, but they're also the largest generation that owns small businesses, right, Andy? Yeah, I mean, there are a ton of people that own small businesses that are baby boomers. Uh, They speculate that two-thirds of the businesses out there are owned by baby boomers, over 4 million businesses. uh, And we are starting to speculate that they're coming to the market. They've been talking about this seller tsunami for, what, 10 years almost? Oh, at least. I mean, as long as I've been in the business, they've been talking about it. And, you know, a lot of baby boomers are still focused on growing their businesses. And even I think Biz by Sell quoted that almost half of our buyers, like 45%, still make up the baby boomers. But we are starting to see an increase on sellers selling because of retirement. Like I think our office is seeing a 10% year over year increase every year for the last couple of years. Yeah, I you know, baby boomers are, you know, we we both wrote articles about the baby boomer generation coming to the marketplace. I wrote an article, you know, the top 5 reasons why I think uh they are coming to the marketplace and why it's a great time to come to the marketplace and you also wrote about uh baby boomers in a little more extensive way. Yeah, and I talked about too in my article that you know, baby boomers are coming to the market. And if you are a baby boomer that owns a business, hopefully this episode will get you thinking about selling. And we're going to talk through those reasons why now might be the right time to sell. But I also talked in my article about how it could be a really um, great advantage for uh, younger generations. So the Gen Xers and the millennials that are already small business owners to do mini roll-ups or acquire businesses that they can grow their business through. There's just going to be a lot of availability on the market. Yeah. I mean, the, the, again, it's going to be a glut, right? And and it's going to be a huge opportunity for people to buy businesses, especially Gen Xers, which is the biggest generation right now, as, you, as we were talking about. And, um, but I, you know, we both feel that it's going to put some pressure on prices, right? You know, you look at the business brokerage market and selling a business, it's like any other market. So if you go back to like economics 101 or whatever class you took in college, but you have supply and demand. So if we have a flood of businesses on the market or even just a little bit of an increase and increase that supply, um, you know, it's not going to be balanced with the demand. So it is definitely going to affect valuations in the future. Um, and we're not really sure how much that's going to be affected, but it's definitely going to be pressure downward. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to get put a pressure downward. Uh, but it, that hasn't happened yet, right? So we just have started to see the 
these trickle come in. I wrote an article last year about how they, why they didn't come to the marketplace. And there was a lot of reasons for that. You know, I, they haven't come to the marketplace because uh, there wasn't a really good, good place to put your money. I mean, you know, you make a million dollars in a sale, you know, what are you going to do? Make 5%, $50,000 a year. That's certainly not enough to keep people uh, going or doing the things that they want to do as a lifestyle business. Uh, the other thing was everybody was still recovering from the economic downturn of, say, 2009, the 2008, 2009. And so their full value hadn't returned. And then, you know, the, the stock market was kind of a good, decent place to get returns um, for your money. And so people weren't kind of really wanting to raid that because it was still recovering. So. Right. Yeah. And I think too, there's also, there's just the demographic issue. People are working to later in life now, right? So the youngest baby boomers uh, are not going to be 60 until 2024 still. So I don't think we're looking at, you know, our grandparents, well, my grandparents' generation where they retired at 60. I mean, some of these um, boomers are still very much focused on growing their businesses. I think, um, you know, Guidant and Lending Club did a, did a survey of all these people. And actually, um, about 73% of baby boomers are still focused on growing their current business um, and not worried about the sale. So I do think we're going to see this. But like you said, Andy, I mean, this is the very beginning uh, of this wave that we're going to see. Um, and, and it's just going to increase over time. The numbers are just going to continue and continue to come to the market and it's going to put pressure. And again, this is why it's a great time to sell your business now. So let's go through the five reasons. So reason number one that I have here is, you know, as I previously mentioned, business is great and people have recovered, right? So their business valuations are better than ever. I call them the survivors. I call uh, the people that came through the recession, a lot of them in construction and related services where their business valuation, forget their business valuation, their business was almost wiped out. And now their business valuation is back and it's an opportune time to sell so they don't miss it again, right? Right. And I think always when you're thinking about selling, you don't want to sell at the very top of the market or even when the market starts going down. Like right now is the ideal time you're seeing great business performance, great growth for most industries, um, and great profits. And that's what valuations are based on. Like we talked about in our valuation episode. So, you know, conventional West wisdom is it's, it's best to sell when times are good. And I know sometimes that's, um, something that business owners don't think about because they want to stay in business during the good times, but you also want to exit. So the buyers can take advantage of some of those good times too. I mean, Besides just business performing well, you know, we have lower tax rates, less regulations going on. Um, if you're in the construction industry, there's tons of construction going on right now. So there's lots of great things going on in the economy, both in local environments and on the national level that, you know, now's the time to go. Now's the time that buyers want to buy businesses. And that leads us right into number two. The number two reason why it's great to sell now is because the buyers have the ability to sell a buy. Excuse me. There's plenty of money out there and it's still cheap, but they got to move, right? Right. I mean, let's be honest. The the money right now that's available for buyers is, is insane. Like there's so many options. Banks are lending. It's unprecedented. Right. It's so, and it's like you said, it's unprecedented. It has never happened before. 
We don't expect it to continue at this volume, um, you know, but rates are, rates are crazy cheap. I've seen anywhere from as low as like 4% to 6 or 7%, but, you know, SBA loans, conventional loans, lines of credit, HELOCs, um, there's just so much available money for people to buy businesses right now. And that's good for sellers because it gets you more cash at close. So we've talked about on the podcast before that if you don't get a bank to finance the deal, you're going to have to finance most of it yourself through seller financing. So would want to sell the time. If I was selling, I'd want to sell the time now where a bank's going to finance it and I'm going to get 80% of my deal at close. Yeah. I mean, if you have to owner finance, we've talked about this before. Uh, it could literally turn into 50% down after fees, things like that. Maybe you're netting 30, 40%, uh, certainly after taxes. So that's a big difference between getting bank financing and getting 90% down and after fees, getting 80% of your money up front. And, you know, it's, you know, again, it's starting to be a time where you can put your money to work out there in the world. Uh, so it's certainly a great time to sell your business because the buyers and forget about the, the lenders out there. Companies have the money. How many family offices and private equity and just rich individuals that are, are approaching us, immigrating people coming to the United States. This is the time where they have the cash. Everybody's sitting on cash. Right. And they need to deploy it somewhere. We know interest rates are low, right? So there's not a lot of good, great returns in other avenues. So there's a lot of competition for great businesses on the market. So, I mean, I think that, again, it's cheap, it's plentiful, and it's really the right time to sell which um, kind of moves us into the, the number three reason is just really, and we've been talking about this the whole show, is that over the next few years, the baby boomers are going to sell an estimated 9 million businesses. So every year, and like I said, we're seeing about a 10% increase year over year, every year there's more and more supply of businesses in the market. And it's a guns and butter thing, right? So it's a supply demand thing. If there's more Supply, right now there's a demand. We just talked about why there's a demand, how much money is out there, how many people are looking to place things in private equity and make money with their money. But if the supply starts to be uh, driven up, obviously people are going to have choices. They're going to pull back. Certainly if the economy starts to pull back somewhat, uh, that the people are now going to be hesitant to deploy as much capital or leverage themselves as much, or the world just kind of compresses like it did in 2008 um, 2009, where people's money, you know, their houses came down, the HELOCs are no longer available. The money comes down in the stock market 40%. So that money is no longer available. It just evaporates. So it's just not there anymore. So, and if you have a five to 10 time increase, which we're, which we think could happen, uh, five to 10 times, uh, there's just going to be too many businesses to be absorbed and people are going to have real choices. It's going to be a much, much different marketplace than we're experiencing now. Like you said, Andy, five to 10 times the number of small businesses available for sale now. And if that's time, uh, timed with recessionary times and a pullback in spending and financing, um, it's definitely going to affect valuations. Um, and some, another interesting stat that Guidant did with their study is that you know, the top five small business industries that baby boomers own businesses in, and that's business services, food and restaurant 
health and beauty and fitness, and then general retail and automotive. So if you're in any of those industries, um, the supply is going to be even higher than what we're predicting as a whole or on an average. Um, So really, it's just every year you're risking a lower valuation as more businesses come to the market. Yeah, and more businesses are being disrupted than ever, right? So things are changing extremely quickly out there. We've seen some businesses uh, that had incredible values just almost go out of business or liquidate uh, very, very quickly. Industries being changed. So it's an opportune time that if your industry hasn't been disrupted or uh, you have the ability to still generate a nice cash flow, it is uh, certainly time to go. And, uh, you know, again, it's just, we just think that the market has to come compressed somewhat. I mean, we've seen cycles over the years that I've been in this business and we've been on such an upswing for the last five to eight years of where businesses have the ability to sell. Um, And listen, it's an inefficient market anyway, right? It's always been an inefficient market to sell your business. And that's without the pressures of something bad going on. Right. I mean, I mean, even now we talk about that we're in the, the best market we've ever seen, but it's still, I mean, it's not an easy process to sell your business. And we've talked about a lot of those challenges on the show before. It's still a lengthy process, uh, which we know a lot of our clients don't love, but, you know, and this is a good market. So if you can imagine, you know, if a deal takes an average of eight months to close now, what does that take in a down market? Andy, I know you've been through those. Yeah, it takes much, much longer. It takes, uh, you know, it can take over a year. I mean, I mean, we just sold the business that we had listed for six years. It happened to be in another country, uh, had its own special challenges, but six years on the market. And they hung in there with us and we hung in there with them. But, uh, you know, we could see more of that, more of that kind of grinding to a halt, people being very, very careful. We saw that in 2010 and 2011, uh, you know, because what happens is the banks disappear, right? So the banks again, disappear because once the earnings and the sales start coming down, nobody knows where that's going to end. And we always talk about uh, trying to catch a falling knife is not a very good practice. And uh, so people don't like to do it. So it's very hard to pin a valuation on a business that is on its way down easier, much easier on a way up or at least stable. So this is certainly the time to sell it. And, um, you know, we have the buyers right now, right? That's the next the next thing. Generation X, as I mentioned earlier, is the biggest population out there right now. 82 million people um, between 40 and 55, so they're in their prime of their career um, and really have a ton of disposable income, which make them a great market to buy the businesses right now. Yeah, and you don't want them to get too old, right? So there's you know, we see our average buyers out there. It's, they're certainly not 20 years old and they're certainly not in their 60s. So they're in that disposable income, raising families kind of uh, corporations that are up and coming with uh, people that have another 15 years of their career that are in the build mode. Well, you let, you know, the 40, the 52 year olds, 54 year olds, whatever it was, you put another 10 years on them. They're not buying 
No, because then they're starting to be in the prep for exit mode, which is where the baby boomers are now. Um, and also the millennial generation is off to a little bit of a slow start with uh, disposable income. And also as business owners, it's a much, much lower percentage of entrepreneurs in the millennial generation. So if you're thinking about selling, you don't want the Gen Xers to age too much like you're talking about, Andy, and be reliant on these millennials because it's a much smaller population, at least right now, that's looking to buy businesses. Yeah. You know, it's a, a my heart warms that my daughter called me the other night and she's thinking about buying a business. So I'm like, yay. But you know, they're, they're millennials and that they're actually older millennials, but, uh, and they might start, but they, like you said, there's just less of them and that's not their game. I mean, historically, I mean, I'm sure that millennials who used to love to travel and have gig economies, you know, eventually get a little tired and want a white picket fence house too, to raise their family. So, you know, everybody's priorities change. But again, they don't have the numbers. The Gen Xers have the numbers. Yep. The Gen Xers have the numbers and the money right now. And as a, in terms of buyers, they're not the only ones that have the numbers and, and the money right now, which moves us on to reason number five to consider selling, which is talking about the other buyer groups like strategic buyers, family offices, and private equity, which you already kind of teased a little bit earlier in the episode. They have a ton of money right now. I mean, I, I don't know how many emails we get as brokers every day and every week of strategic buyers, family offices, and private equity and search funds searching for deals. They're they're really thirsty and dying for deals right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm shaking my head and I keep forgetting that this is not only a video podcast that I actually have to say something out loud. But absolutely. I mean, oh my God, the emails that we get. And, you know, every time a private equity group calls, uh, you know, that they say, hey, I'm looking for something that nets 2 million, that has uh, a good growth potential, that has a niche industry, that has good books and records, that has a stable EBITDA. I'm like, oh, yeah, you too. I mean, everybody's looking for that. And so we do here at Transworld have a buy side engagement process where you could hire us because it is so competitive right now. We talked about that earlier. It's still, you know, and this is good for the sellers. The buyers are are tripping over each other, fighting for deals. And although, you know, valuations still, they're high, uh, they're not completely off the charts because these people are smart people that are out there buying. But like you said, family offices, wealth, the people transitioning from one uh, industry that may have been disrupted into another industry where they're looking to move their money. Uh, people who has, have historically been in construction looking to get into other types of businesses, people that have been in uh, money management or, you know, uh, mortgages or things that have been legislated, they want to move their money into other businesses. Uh, we see certainly plenty of people that have invested in an incredible education at one of the Ivy League schools or other schools where they have family money behind them. And we get that email that they want to buy one good business. Right. And, and I think it's good, too, for the small business owners. Like, Andy, you mentioned a lot of them will email us and say, oh, I want $2 million in EBITDA. But what's happened is there's so few deals in the middle market right now that their search criteria is actually coming down. So, you know, a few years ago, it was $2 million in EBITDA. Then it's at $1.5 million. Then it's one. And I just got an email the other day. It's a half a million. So it's starting to create competition in the main street and the lower end of the lower middle market, too, where a lot of the baby boomer businesses sit. Um, it's just 
I mean, they they continue to pay top dollar for good businesses. And, you know, like you said, it is a seller's market right now. They're good valuations, they're fair, and they give the opportunity to the seller to make some good money on the back end of the deal sometimes too. Right. And they can leverage their money. We did, we talked about the, you know, the availability of money, but they, the strategic buyers had not only have their balance sheet, but they have the ability to leverage their money. And with interest rates being low, all these guys have these and, and, and women uh, in the business have a spreadsheet where they showing their buying capacity based on the interest rates, their ability to borrow money. And when that gets crunched, interest rates go up or borrowing abilities come down or banks start pulling back, their buying capacity goes down. Therefore, they're going to pull back on their prices. It, 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 we've seen it happen. We've seen it happen in 2001. We saw it happen in 2008, 9, and 10, uh, maybe even until 11. And it's going to happen again. And, you know, one of the things that we always say is, you know, the election years, uh, while we don't, you know, we're not prepared that there's going to be a recession and we're certainly not rooting for one. But election years have their way of being weird. Uh, people just love to sit on their hands and say, let's see what happens. So there might even be a pause next year in 2020 for people to really not buy like they've been buying. Right. I mean, election years create uncertainty and uncertainty never benefits business in any market space. So election years tend not to be growth years. So like I said, they might just be flat years. And a lot of these companies that are looking for strategic acquisitions or private equity firms that are looking to do more add-ons, like they might pull back. They might only add the one really great deal they see instead of adding like two, three, or four. Um, so next year could be more of a stabilization year. And I mean, if, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, we're until late September of 2019. So getting your business on the market sooner rather than later would behoove you and to try and capture this market that's still very, very active. Yeah. Time marches on. Uh, no one beats father time as my uh, favorite sportcaster says, even Tom Brady is going to have to retire because he's going to get old and break down. Not soon, obviously. I don't know. Maybe next week. But, you know, time marches on. It is, you're not going to beat father time. Uh, and there's going to be a downturn. And if you're 75 years old or even, you know, 65, and you think the next economic downturn, like in 2008 and 2009, let's say it took five years to ride out. The question is, is how do you want to ride out that five years? You want to ride it out while you're retired or you want to be sitting there waiting for the your equity to return uh, because that you were counting on that to retire? Uh, the time is now. And so anybody listening, uh, I think it would behoove you to give Transworld a call uh, to start at least looking at an exit in 2020 or, you know, 2021 latest. Right. It's always better to be ahead of the curve. And I think that was our whole point with this episode is just to talk to you a little bit about the trends that we see that are going on in, in business sales. And if you're in that older demographic, the baby boomer generation, prepare you um, to get moving and, and think about the sale or prepare you to write out the next wave, right? And just sit on the business and make sure that you're ready to go and for the next five to seven years and then take advantage of the next seller market when that happens. Um, but likewise, if you're not a baby boomer and you're in that Gen X generation and you're thinking about growing your business, there's going to be a lot of great opportunities in the next few years. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with buying good deals now. So, uh, 
uh, get, you know, it's a, it's a great marketplace. So, uh, you know, I think, uh, we've done a really good job with this, uh, subject and, uh, I think people could heed our warnings and give us a call or give anybody, uh, in the trans world network, a call to understand what their opportunities are that we're happy to sit down with anybody and give them an outline of what we think the marketplace looks like for them now. Yeah. And if you have any other questions for us or want us to dive deeper into topics like this, uh, feel free to reach out to us on our website, tworld.com slash the deal board. The, uh, the deal board. Um, we're always looking for new guests to come on the show and to answer listener questions and look forward to hearing from you. Great episode. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, Andy. Transworld Business Advisors is the world's largest business brokerage and mergers and acquisitions firm with over 500 brokers in nearly 200 offices worldwide. Transworld's team handles thousands of business sales every year. To be connected with a qualified business broker or learn more about the buying and selling process, visit tworld.com forward slash the deal board or call 888-719-9098. Hey, Andy, you know what time I think it is? I think it's time to talk about our deal of the week. Deal of the week. Sold. Hey, we're back and it is deal of the week. And we have a very special guest with us. We have uh, Dion Warsaw from Transworld Business Advisors of Utah County. And we are talking about today, uh, baby boomers retiring. And you just handled a baby boomer deal. Didn't you? We we sure did, Andy. Thank you for asking me to be on the show. No problem. Um, so this is an auto repair shop, and interestingly enough, father and son were partners, um, and so the son is in the business, but when the father was ready to retire, the son really didn't want to take over the management of the business, so they decided to sell. Yeah, and we um, see that, right, every once in a while where, you know, business owners – and and the family just doesn't want to take over. So that's a good reason to call us, right? I think it's a great reason to call <laughs> us, and it happens all the time. Right. So, and unfortunately, as I'm sure you've discussed, baby boomers frequently assume that their children are going to take over the business, right. and that frequently is not the case. And this is a great example of that. So tell us a little bit more about the business. So it's an auto repair shop. Um, they do a lot of... Uh, foreign cars, high-end cars. Um, they were doing some used auto sales, but they put that to the side because it really wasn't a money maker for them. Mm. We had it originally listed for $199,000, and we ended up getting 185000 for it. It was. It did in 2018. They had 600000 in gross revenues and seller's discretionary earnings of about 89000 And so, so just about two times, a, a little deal. over two times. Yep. It and, was a very, very fair deal. And the buyer got a good deal. They were able to get bank financing, you said. They were able to get bank financing. Um, the seller was willing to do seller financing, but in the end, we structured the deal with the $10,000 hold back. So we've got a three-month hold back um, against the seller just in case there are changes in the staff because actually the staff is great. And that was one of the things that appealed to the buyers of the business. They own a uh, towing company, and this would be this is a great add-on to their current 
business. Yeah, right. And we've been talking about that, that, you know, as baby, baby boomers go out there to sell, this is an opportune time for companies to perhaps buy businesses. So that, you know, you, you got two for one there. You got a baby boomer who was needed to sell because their family wouldn't take over. And then you have a strategic buyer who, who was willing to expand their services. So great job. Yes. It's a great, it was a great deal. Great deal for great people all around. Yeah. So uh, if somebody wants to get in touch with you uh, to do another deal, how best to do that? So my email address is dhartswarsoff, H-A-R-T-Z-W-A-R-S-O-F-S at tworld.com. Or you can call us at 801-753-5655. All right. Thanks so much for coming on today and sharing that story. Thanks for having me, Andy. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for Listing of the Week. Hey, we're back, and it is Listing of the Week, and I have a very special guest with me. I have Tim Rice of Transworld Business Advisors of Romulus, and if you don't know where Romulus is, it's it's just outside of the greater Detroit or part of greater Detroit, and Tim has, you know, What's Detroit known for? The automotive industry. And he has a tier one supplier for sales. And I bet, Tim, welcome. I bet a lot of people don't know what a tier one supplier is. So why don't you explain that first? Hello, Andy. It's, uh, it's a pleasure of being here. A tier one supplier to the auto industry is someone that is um, supplying directly to the auto industry. If you wonder what, why there's numbers, tier two would be one that's supplying to a tier one. And a tier three would be supplying to a tier two. That's how that works. So they have a direct line to some of the biggies like GM and Ford and Chrysler. That's correct. All right, great. So why don't you give us a little bit of background about the opportunity? The opportunity with this tier one supplier is one that's been established since around 1984. Uh, the, the owner has been in business since then. Uh, he's grown the business and seen, been through a lot of the uh, cycles of the automotive industry. Uh, it's in the mostly in the R&D area of tier one. Which is great. Obviously, I've been I've read a lot about the future of the auto industry and there's a move toward things like autonomous cars and different kind of fuels. So there's going to be a lot of work in this business uh, moving forward. That's correct. And this supplier was um, actually working towards that area as well. Great. So why don't you give us a, an idea of how much they're asking? Well, he's ready to pass the baton because he's ready for retirement and he's uh, asking for the business, uh, 1.7. And there's also opportunity for real estate as well. Great. So it's, it's a very solid uh, company, been around since 1984. Uh, it's got sales of over a million dollars too, correct? That's correct. And when you say it's a solid company, I used to work at Ford Motor Company in software development and engine powertrain controls, and they were one of our suppliers to R&D. So I know this company very well. There you go. So he knows it firsthand. Tim, how best to get in touch with you so people can know more about this business? Well, you can check out our website or email me, trice at tworld.com. Uh, the phone number I've listed is 313-315-5134. Or my direct line, 810 252 7445. 810 
252-7445. Sounds like a great deal, Tim. Thanks for coming on today. Really appreciate it. You're welcome, and thank you for inviting me. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcasting app and leave us a review. If you have questions or suggestions for the show, visit us at tworld slash the deal board or email us at the deal board at tworld.com. Life's soundtrack can feel a bit like, but you can still change the station. With Delta Airlines, you can turn your soundtrack into a global chorus. Delta, keep climbing. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.